All right, Kavaldik. Today's daf is daf Tess, page nine, and we got up to page, uh, we, we got up to daf Tess. We're going to turn back, however, let's review the bottom of Chesam and Bez, the last two lines plus one word to get ourselves back into this fascinating sugya. Now, what's going on? So the Mishnah had taught us that there's no difference between, the Mishnah had taught us there's no difference between the halachas and the holiness about a Sefer Torah and Tzolun and Mezuzus. Ella only, okay, now I'm not reading inside for everybody just uh, joining us over here. We're just repeating what the halacha, the Mishnah had taught us in the bottom of Chesam and Beis, that the laws of Tzolun and Mezuzus are that they must be written, they're more machmir, they must be written only in Ashuris, only in Lashon Kaidesh with Lashon Kaidesh letters. Um, However, a Sefer Taira or Tanakh could be written Bechol Lashon in any language and still have holiness. That was the Tanakhah. Rav Shingamil says that even a Sefer Torah has holiness if it's in Hebrew, it's in Ashuris, or Greek. But it can't be Bechol Lashon. Okay? Everybody, both Tanakhah and Shingamil, ultimately are in agreement, however, that the laws of Tzfilin and Mezuzus are more strict, are more limited than the halachas of a Sefer Torah. Okay? Now, we're going to begin last word, three lines to the bottom of Chesam and Beis, even though we got past here, just to get ourselves back into the sugya. Fascinating Gemara. Here we go. Says the Gemara, V'raminu. Let's ask a contradiction from a brisa on our Mishnah. Mikra Shakosvutagva, the person wrote Mikra, we're going to translate Mikra as a book of Tanakh, Shakosvutargum, that was written in Targum. Now, this is so beautiful because we're in the middle of Parsha Shemos, and Shemos stands for Shnayim Mikra, the Echa Targum, to read each Pasuk twice, and once Targum, Targum Onkles, how's it written? Aramaic. So the same way Unklus wrote his Targum in Aramaic, this word Targum is referring to Aramaic. So the Brisa says, if you wrote Mikra in Aramaic, it's not limited particularly to Aramaic, but that's what we're using as an example. Vitargum, or if you wrote something which is Aramaic, Shekosvu Mikra, I used Hebrew letters. Okay? For example, I wrote a text message to you what is up? And you know how I wrote that? Vav, Vav, Aleph, Tes. What is Aleph Yud Zion up? How you spell up? Aleph Pei, Ayin Pei, Komats, however. Right? What is up? So you're writing in Aramaic, in a different language, but you're using Hebrew letters. Okay. Uksav Ivri. Or if somebody wrote one of the Tanakh in Ksav Ivri, which we said like in our day and age would be more like Yiddish, more like, you know, but it wasn't, it's using the Hebrew letters, but it's not, it's not really Lashon Kaidesh. So any Sefer that's written like this, it does not have the status of a book of Tanakh. It's not going to make your hands impure. The only way it's valid is when it's written, which means Lashen Kodesh. Not only the, the holy letters, but the holy words 
on proper parchment with proper ink. That's a direct contradiction on our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah had said, when it comes to books of Tanakh, you can write it in other languages. And Rav Shimming Amliel said you could write it in Greek. Over here you see it's not valid until it's mamish written, lush and kaidesh and proper. Okay, that's the question. Omar Rava, Rava answers, and this is the step we ended off yesterday with. Like Kasha, there's no question. Kan begufai shalanu. One's talking about gufai shalanu. Gufai shalanu means like what is up. Yeah, it's, it's a different language, but you're using Hebrew letters. Okay. Kan begufai shalanu. The other one's dealing with transliterated, where you have actually Hebrew words, right? But it's written in English. Yeah, the joke they say, you look in the back of the art scroll sitter, you have the transliterated Kaddish. The back page of the art, back page of the art scroll sitter, right? So they told, this guy walks into shul, he doesn't read Hebrew. So he says, what do I do? I want to say Kaddish, I can't read Hebrew. So they say, turn to the back page of art scroll and just say whatever it says. So the guy's turns to the back page and he says, Yit gadal v'yit gadash kangamain. Okay. <laughs> All right. You got to get the kang in there. All right. With the, with the period. Beautiful. All right. So that's, that's the yit gadal v'yit gadash kangamain. You're saying the Hebrew words, but with the, with the English letters. Okay. So maybe, maybe that's the terrorist. You need to have the Hebrew letters. Answer the Gemara. Amalei Abaye. Abaye says, one second. Bimayu kimtolahi. How are you going to explain the b'risa? It's talking about the, the transliterated Yitgadav Yikadash. My area, Mikra Shikosav Targum, Mikra. Why does the Brysa need to mention Hebrew words with English letters or English letters with Hebrew words? I'm just using English again as an example. Even if I write Ivri with Ivri, for example, Yiddish in Yiddish, or or uh, Aramaic in Aramaic also will say that it doesn't have Kedusha to Hakatani because you learned the only time it has holiness is when it's written in Lashen Kaidesh and parchment and with proper ink. Let's explain the question outside. We explained what's the difference between the Bryce and the Mishnah. One is when I'm writing English language and Hebrew letters, the other one's when I'm writing Hebrew letters with English. And it says, Abaye, that's like scratching your ear over your head. Why are you going like this? Why do you got to say Hebrew with English? Just tell me until you actually have Lush and Kaidish with Lush and Kaidish words on parchment with black ink, everything else is removed. Why do you got to coming up with these random cases? A transliterated English to Hebrew, transliterated English. No, that, that's not the idea here. The idea here is it's got to be straight up. It's got to be straight up Lush and Kaidish. Kasha says, Gemara, I'll give you a different answer to get rid of the contradiction, the mission, the Brisa. Harabonon, Harabshim Gamliel, the Navkamina is between the Rabbonon and Rabshim Gamliel. Now, who's the Rabbonon? Tanakam of our Mishnah, who says that a Sefer Torah can be written in every language. So they're going to hold that it's going to have Kedusha even when it's written in a different language, as opposed to Rabshim Gamliel, who says that it, that it can't be in any language, it can only be in Hebrew or Greek. Says the Gemara, one second. The Mishnah says you can't do Greek. I'm, right? I'm sorry. The Brisa says it's got to be straight up Ashuras. agrees that Greek is going to have holiness. How, but, so how does he fit with the Brisa who says explicitly that only Lush and Kaidesh has holiness? 
Kasha. So says the Gemara, you're right. We've got to give another answer to the contradiction. Kan bisfarim, kamatol namazuzuz. There's a different halacha between Sifrei Kodesh, Tanakh, right, Ternabim, Exuvim, and Tfilin and Mezuzus. Meaning, when it comes to Tanakh, a book can have holiness, it's more lenient. It can, in other words, the, the halachas are broader. You can have holiness even if it's not written in, in Lashem Kodesh. However, Tfilin and Mezuzus only have holiness, and they're only kosher, if it's Mamish, Lashem Kaidesh, Ashuris, Allah Sefer Bediyai. Says the Gemara, why? Tfilin and Mezuzas, my time, Why are Tfilin and Mezuzas more strict that it's only valid if it's written Mamish and Lashem Kaidesh with the letters and parchment and ink? Because they use the word Ashma, right? Which means, it stays as it is. It cannot be changed. Period. So whenever I have something which needs the word vahayu and the word vahayu is included in explaining how that halacha is done, for example, mezuzus, right? That's the parsha shema, teaching us how to write, uh, t- giving us the laws of mezuzus, telling us the tefillin al yodcha toifas ha'ila. These words need to be unchanged. So we have a specific word letting us know if it is changed, there's no holiness. Ask the Gemara. One second. I got a problem with this answer. We tried saying no contradiction. Where are we holding on the Gemara? No contradiction. Why? The Mishnah, which says it's got to be, it, it could be in multiple languages, that's for the books of Tanakh. The Brisa, which says that it's got to be Ashuris, that's talking about Tulan Mezuzas. There's no contradiction. You're talking about two different halachas, two totally separate things. Says the Gemara. One second. My Targum Shakasu Mikra Ika. What does it mean if we're talking about Tulan and Mezuzas? What's Targum? What does it mean, the Aramaic translation? Where do you have Aramaic? Meaning, Bishlama, it's understandable in the Torah, Ika Yegar Sadusa. We have certain words, for example, Yegar Sadusa, when Yaakov made his pact with Lavan. So the Gemara itself throws in Aramaic words, interestingly, even in the Torah. You open up the Torah, you find the words that they, part of their pact. In the place of Galade, in the place of Gilad, was Yigar Sadusa. Okay? So you find places where you, you have Targum in the Tyra. So Tyra could have even non Ashuris words. Elahachab, when it comes to the Mezuzas, my Targum Ika. Where is their Targum? Where is there any sort of Aramaic word? Which, by the way, this is fascinating. Rabiel, we were Mamish talking about this last night, right? Because we, between Minchamarab, we were discussing in Shul why we reference Shnaya Mikra Becha Targum by Shemos. Well, why Parsha Shemais? Okay, we gave a few answers. One of the answers given is that in Sefer Shemais, for the first for the first time, we'll call it, we're going to find we find a number of psukim in our Parsha that don't have a targum. Right? You have the whole Eilish Shemais Bnei Yisrael Bamasai Meisak of Ishur Beis Abah Reuven Shimon Levi Yehuda. There's no targum on Reuven Shimon Levi Yehuda, right? So the, the there's. New halachas of Shnayim Mikra Bechatargum specifically in our parsha. What ha- what do you do if you have a verse without without targum? You read that pasuk three times. Okay, so it's interesting. Like you find some added. So the, the Gemara says like this. It's fascinating. Our mom is reading this parsha Shmais. in the Torah. There's targum not only as a translation, but even built into Torah. You'll find those. You'll find words of targum Aramaic. But in the parsha of of Shema of Mezuzah and 
and tefillin, there's no Aramaic words. So ask the Gemara, my Targumiko, where is their Targum? How can you say that, um, that that's the situation of the Brysa? Answer the Gemara, Elo Laikasha, rather there's no question. We're going to give a new answer. Kan Megillah, Kan We're not differentiating between Torah and Shlomo Mezuzahs. Rather, we're differentiating between Megillah's Esther and other Svarim. Says the Gemara, why would Megillah's Esther be different than any other Sefer? Megillah, my time. Why would Megillah be different? What's the reason that Megillah would need to be written specifically in Hebrew, in Ashuris, while the other, while the other um, Megillahs don't? It says Megillah's Esther, Kichsavam, in their writings, Vichil Shonam, and their language, which lets me know it cannot be any different than the original Jewish language. That you cannot write Megillah's Esther if it's not Kichsavam, Vichil Shonam. But other, other uh, books in the Torah, perhaps you can. Say, so how's this answering? Again, so what's the new answer? Our Mishnah, which says that Svarim could be written in any language, that's talking about every other book in Tanakh besides from Megillah Sester. And the Brisa, which says you need specifically Ashuris, is talking about Megillah Sester. Gemara asks a question on that. My Targum Shakasu Mikra Ichad. Well, we could ask the same question. Where do you have a potential Aramaic word in Megillah Sester that the Brisa finds the need to tell us that, oh, if it's doing an Aramaic, right? What do you mean? Where's there an Aramaic word? Where's the excuse? Our Papa, the Papa says, I'll tell you where. It says, Venishma Pisgum Hamelech. It was heard the Pisgum of the king. Okay? Pisgum is not, is not, um, uh, Lushen Kaidish. Pisgum literally means the words of. How do you say words of in Lushen Kaidish? Dibor, Amira. Where do you find Pisgum? In the Torah, it's not a, that's, that's more of an Aramaic word. So you find an Aramaic word, and that's what the Brisa was referencing. Rabbi gives another example of an Aramaic word in the Megillah. Uh, he says, hanoshim, and all of the, the decree that Achashverosh sent out is all the women, Yitnu Yikar, must give Yikar honor to their husbands. Now, Yikar is not in Lashon Kaidash uh, uh, used as a reference to honor somebody. It's usually used as a reference to give value to. Okay, so the fact that we're using it there is more of an Aramaic type of expression. So Bar Yitzhak will, will prove it from there. Okay. So we have one potential answer that we haven't knocked off. We asked the contradiction. We started out our Gemara. Again, let's get our heads in here. We started out today's dot. Contradiction, the Mishnah says that it's got to be, that, I'm sorry, the Mishnah says that it could be in any language, it's still have holiness. I, the price says it must be in Ashuris. Answer is, the price which says it needs to be in Ashuris is Megillah Esther. And the other, and the Mishnah, which says it could be in any language, referring to the other. Sorry. All right? Let's give another answer. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi gives another answer. He says, Kitan Yahid Bishar Svar. He says, Kitan Yahid, he says, no, the Brisa, which says which says that it must be done in Ashuris, that's talking about Shar Svarim, what we are going to call Nach, Nevi'im and Ksuvim. The Rabbi Yehuda, he, and it's following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanakh learned in Abraisa, Tefillin and Mezuzahs, Einichtav and Al-Ashuris, Tefillin and can only be written in Ashuris, Rabbi Seinu, Hitir Yuvanes, but there are some Rabbanim who allowed Greek as well. 
who was that? The Zerv took our mission on the bottom of Chesam and Beis. Rav Shem Gamliel. Rav Shem Gamliel allowed it to be in Greek. I one second. How could he allow Tfilin and Mezuzos to be written in Greek? What was the pasuk we brought earlier that's written in Tfilin and Mezuzos? Vahoyu. It's got to be like this. It can't be changed. Frek the Gemara. The Gemara asks, Vahoksiv, but it says in the pasuk of Tfilin and Mezuzos, Vahoyu, that it's got to be like this, question mark. Answers the Gemara, you're right. Ella, Ema, rather say, here's the difference between the mission and the Bryce. Sfarim, Nechtavim Bechalashim. Sfarim, books of Tanakh, could be written in any language. And we find opinions in the Mishnah that even allow Greek. Hitiru, the fact that they permitted it, Michlal, you can infer the Tanakama Osar, that the Tanakama forbade it. Right? Sometimes we need to remember this as parents or husbands. I'm personally in this stage right now with the little kids when the kids come over to me and they're like like you know very nonchalantly uh can i take uh, whatever from the candy bin and i'm like sure right and they start eating the candy and my wife walks into the kitchen and she's like didn't i tell you you can't have that it's like well tati said i'm like you didn't tell me the first half of the story yeah i'm like you don't, don't come here to start making sure and bias problems for me right What's your problem over here, right? They're, the only, they're, not, they're not letting me know that uh, the, the boss in the house already, already said a, a no-go. That's what Gemara here is saying. If you're going to say that it's allowed, like it's permitted, hitiru, right? I'm permitting it. Tati permitted it. Well, if I permitted it. That means somebody else said it was a problem, right? Michal Tanakama Osar. Tanakama said it was Osar, but that's not true because Tanakama actually said, ready, that... The, the Svarim across the board could be written in any language. You remember our Mishnah. Tanakam and our Mishnah said, Tanakh, any language. Rav Shimming Amil said, no, only, only uh, Ashuris and Greek. If we're saying that Rav Shimming Amil is allowing a permitted Greek, that means that the Tanakama would not have allowed anything. But that's actually not true. So the Gemara says, you're right. Elaima rather say, Rabbi Seinu Lahitiru, the Rabbonon did not allow Sheikhtavu Ella Biavanis. He only Rashingamil only let us write it in either Hebrew or Greek. Vitanya, and we learned in Abraisa the following. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said about this opinion. Af Kishahitiru Rabbo Seinu Yevanis. Even when the Rabbonon, Rav Shengoyel, permitted Greek, you should know, He's only permitting a Sefer Torah, Torah, not the rest of Tanakh, not Nach. You only let it write Torah in Greek, but Nevi'im and Suvim need to be written in Ashuris in order to take on holiness because of the story of Talmud. Okay. And now... That was a very nice classic back and forth clarification of the Gemara. And now we'll get, call it the Gemara's Dilemma is a little bit of a break, a little bit of a break from the back and forth and tell us the fascinating story of, I don't know what's a good story, not good story, it's a fascinating story that took place with Talmai HaMelech. Now listen to what happened. Now Talmai HaMelech, just to, let's give context, lived, that this incident took place around the time of the Hashmonam, actually a little bit before 
the story of Hanukkah. So we're dealing with, what do we call it? The year, uh, uh, I, I've been told recently, somebody told me a story from the year 50 BC. I said, what BC? He said, before COVID. Right? So 50 years ago from 2019. So here we're dealing with, yeah, well before COVID. All right, we're, de we're dealing with about uh, probably 120 to, you know, or so years into the second base on Mikdash. All right? So listen to this story of Tom. The Tani we learned in the Brisa. Maisa Batami Amel. Story with Tami Amel. Shakine Shivim Shnaim Zakenim Echisim Bishivim Shnaim Botim. He took 72 Zakenim wise men of Kalis and he put them into 72 different rooms. And he didn't tell them why he was doing this. Then individually, he put them into quarantine, he put them into isolation. And he says to them, he walked into each one division and he said, I want you to write the Torah in Greek in a way that I can understand the Torah of Maisha Rabbi. Meaning, I don't only want to know the written Torah, I want you to write it with your traditions. And he split them up so that he got the truth. What do the Jewish people really think? What is this Judaism really, what is Torah all about? Instead of calling somebody into a public debate where one thing Jews have not been accused of is being stupid. And you have to, if you have enough finesse, you can... Right, you can figure out what's improper for the nations to hear and not proper for them to hear. So Tom, I wanted to catch us, so to speak, and get, get rid of the nitty-gritty of what our beliefs are. So he took 72 gedolim, put them in his empty rooms, and says, go write it for me in Greek. I want everything. Nasan HaKadosh Baruch Hu Belev Baruch Hu put Eitzah, a quasi-ruach HaKadosh, we'll call it. He put Advice. He advised each one the same way. And all 72 ended up writing the same exact explanations and made the exact changes to the psukim in the Torah that were necessary. For example, now the Gemara is going to go through a list. The Kosvulai, they wrote, instead of writing, which in Greek, if you translate it literally, will be Beratius, in the beginning, bara, it was created, Elohim, a god, which means there's something that created God. They knew that this would disturb Talmud. So they wrote, all of them, Elohim, bara, Beratius. Okay? It, Hashem created in the beginning. The next change they made, You know, in the Torah it says, Hashem said to the Malachim, according to Rashi, let us make man. Rashi says, to go to lower people. Yeah. Let us. There's multiple gods that made man. So they all changed it to E'ese. I will make man. Okay? Just to share a family story. A family story. Um, on the Parsha, Parsha's Beratius, my grandfather, who I'm named after, of Nachem Engel Per at the Shabbos table, said, what's Pshat? And Naase Adam, let us make man. And my Bubby Per, his wife, who they, they were used to argue at the Shabbos table, she said, Hash, she said that 
it means Hashem went to man himself and said, let us make you together. You're going to play a role in how you're made. And my grandfather said, you're wrong. You're wrong. Huh? Very deep. It's very deep. My grandmother said, Na'asa'ada means Hashem went to man. To mankind. The neshama. And said, I'm going to make you with you. I'm going to make you together. And my grandfather said, no. That's apikorsis. Can't say that. What do you mean Hashem went there? They got the whole thing at the table. And my grandmother was bent on this pshat. I find very often, you ask a woman a shot, they get the right answer, they're just not sure why they're right. She was insistent that she was right, my grandmother. And then she was so confident that after the Shabbos meal, she went looking and looking and looking, and finally she found Rav Hirsch agrees with her. Rav Hirsch, she was mechavender, apparently Rav Shamshinapal Hirsch has, uh, has, has that shot as well. Hashem went to man and said, let us make man. Okay, but be it as it may, um, they change it to Esa Adam. That I will make man, so there's no mistake. And Hashem completed on the sixth day, and then he rested on the seventh day. Okay? Because otherwise, it's going to seem to imply that Hashem worked on the seventh day by creating rest. So they changed that. Or come, let us go down, I will, and I will confuse them. This is talking about the, the generation that tried building the tower, right? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu confused, he split them up, he made all the 70 languages. He said, instead of it seeming to be like Hashem said to the other forces in heaven, let us go down, which is what the Pasuk seems to imply, they all changed it to, I will go down. But Titzchak Sarah Bikrei Veha, Sarah laughed amongst her relatives, instead of, uh, instead of Bikir Ba, okay? This way it shouldn't look like there was, um, you know, uh, a, something wrong, Chas V'Sholem, with Sarah Imenu, Tom, I wouldn't have understood if she laughed inside of her, why is she being held accountable? You're not allowed to have emotions. So they changed it to Bikrei Veha. It was more of a public thing, and she could have, she should have kept it more private. That's what they, uh, okay? Because in their anger, they killed an ox, and according to their will, they, um, they uprooted Avos. This is talking about the uh, battle against Shem, when Shimon and Levi went and fought against Shem, they changed it in a way where kind of they were instigated to do this, so it shouldn't look like the Shavatim were murderers. Okay? Um, Maisha took his family and they, and they went on the things that were carried by people, as it really says it was on a donkey, he changed it to people, it was more of a Bakabadikal way to travel, so Tamay shouldn't have a claim against Kaisal for not respecting our leaders. They stayed in Mitzrayim for 400 years, where the puzzle says 430, but according to the calculation, we were really, we were really only Mitzrayim for 400. He wouldn't have understood the whole chance of the whole calculation. They sent the Zatuwe of Bnei Yisrael, as opposed to the young children, which would have been less respectful. And against the, the Zatute of Bnei Yisrael, he did not send forth his hand. Okay. So we're, the, the Gemara here is just going through, and we're going to keep going through. We're on top of Ahmed Bey's now, Tessa Ahmed Bey's. The Gemara is going to keep going through, and ultimately, why we just remind ourselves, why are we listing all this? Because we're going to see that the Tyra, they were changing it to Greek. 
or switching it around and putting it to Gisa, you're going to see that specifically Tyra is allowed to be changed to Greek while nothing else. That's what it ultimately come around to. Moshe Rina says, I have not taken anything that they wanted. Hashem has given light on, uh, to become a light for all the other nations. Okay? Meaning, uh, otherwise it would have implied that the other nations are allowed, to, are allowed to get light from other places. So we wanted to make clear that nobody is allowed to worship of a bizarre. It's that any light that comes has to come through Klal Yisrael teaching the world about the Rabbi Nishleilam. And they went and, and served other gods. That's why it's Elohim, because it's not referring to the Bani Shalom. I, uh, I did not command you to serve. Okay, now what does it mean to play? So we didn't want to give off the impression, like sometimes you say, oh, there's other, Hashem's more powerful than other gods. That means there's other gods. So we, we didn't want to give off an impression that there's even other gods in existence, but like Hashem's the greatest of all gods. We want to make it very clear. There's nothing else. The Kasvulai, and they also wrote for him this very interesting, when it, in, when it comes to the laws of, of Kashrus, Es The Torah says there's an animal that's not kosher. What's it called? In our neves, a rabbit. They changed the word our neves to short-legged animal. Seiras raglayim, below kosvulo, and they did not write to him the sr nevis, a rabbit. They all changed it. You know why? Because they all knew through Ruach Hakodesh that Talmai's wife's name was Arnevis. Bifnei she ishtei shal Talmai. Talmai's wife was Arnevis Shema. Her name was Arnevis Shlagaymar. We don't want Talmai to say Sachaku bi Yehudim. The Jews are laughing at me. The kilushem ishki batera, and therefore they put my wife's name into the Torah amongst the tame, amongst the impure animals. Okay. The Misa, why do we list that again? To give us a second answer to differentiate why we don't have a contradiction on the bottom of the previous summer days between the Mishnah and the Brisa. We're saying that you could say the Mishnah, which says that it could be in Greek, is talking about Torah. Because of the story of Talmai, everything else, Nevi'im and Suvim, is strictly in Ashut. Rav Shemgal says, even in the books of Tanakh, it's only mutter in Greek. You ever see a Greek Sefer Torah? No, I haven't. Have you seen a Greek Sefer Torah written in Greek? According to both opinions in the Mishnah, opinion number one, it could be in any language. According to Shemgal it could be in Ashur or Greek. Why don't we have like some fad out there? Be really cool. We're the only shul in the world that's got a Greek safer tire. Right? Be pretty fascinating. That has a Greek safer tire. Oh, Greek safer tire. Yeah. nisht. It follows all opinions in the mission. Right? So here we go. Amr Bavom Rabbechna. The Gemara teaches us. You're allowed to write it in Greek. The Omar says, My time to sing Why does he say you're allowed to write in Greek? Omar Kra. Hashem gives beauty to the Greeks. Even though he dwells in the house of shame. What does that mean? The words of Yefes, the words of beauty, which means we're given the Greek language, we're elevating it, we're saying it's a beautiful language. Yehu can be 
It can be in the shoals and but the medrash of shame. Says the Gemara. Okay. But Yefes didn't only have one child. Yavan, the Greeks come from Yefes. But the Ema Gaimero Mother. Maybe it's referring to Gaimero Mother. Yeah. They have different languages. Why Greek? Hashem gives the beauty to Yefes. The beauty of Yefes, which the Greek, even though there were more descendants, but Greek was the most beautiful of all the descendants, that was the one which is Yehei, should be in the tents of shame. So now here, we're left off, that's the end. Left off with a question. What happened to our Greek language? Yeah, why don't we have it? Uh, why don't we have it nowadays? The answer is because we don't really have the Greek language anymore. The Greek language that we have is not really uh, the Greeks the same way. You know, the Torah tells us that um, the third generation Mitzri who marries into Klal Yisrael, right, you're allowed to intermarry with. But the first two generations of converts, they can only marry each other. Can't marry regular year. So if, if you're in Shidduchim and somebody speaks a Shidduch of a Mitzri, yeah, do you have to look into their Yichus and say, well, is there any converts here? <laughs> if there is a convert, was it the Bubby, the, Z- the th- uh, third generation? I don't know. The second generation, third generation. We don't have that anymore. Right? There's no issue anymore because by Sancheirev, the whole world was Mavavav. Sancheirev ruled over the whole world. He didn't want anybody to rebel against him. And therefore, the best way to get people to not be able to rebel against you is to put them all in goats. Right? If you have an American that has to move to, to Asia, you don't speak the language, you're uncomfortable, it's very hard to rally a rebellion when you don't speak. And then he took, the, he took uh, half of Asia and moved them to Africa, and half of Africa moved them to Australia, and so on and so forth. The whole world was Mavava, so we don't really have um, either the languages nor are the nations truly the same nations that we find uh, that we find in the Torah. Hence, if somebody's Megayer, if somebody converts to Judaism, as long as it's a kosher Geras, you can marry anybody immediately. Because nobody ultimately knows uh, where they're from. And there's a Chazaka, we have a status. They're not from Amun, Maya, Mitzrayim. There's no need to assume that they're that one in 10,000 uh, you know, descendant. And therefore, that's why you're not going to find this as the new Shidduch question. Um, because uh, because you know what we have nowadays doesn't uh, doesn't remain doesn't hold weight. Period. Okay. Here we go. We have two more mishnayos on our page. All right. On daf tesum of these. Ain bein kain mishrach which have a mishkal ruvah god. There's no difference between a kain gadol who became a kain gadol through the special oils or a kain gadol who became kain gadol by wearing the garments. There's two ways the mission is letting us know you could be appointed kain gadol. Either by them putting the special oil on you or by wearing the big day kahuna, the special kind of garments. Ella parabo I'll call them mitzvahs, except for a parabo I'll call ha mitzvahs. Okay? That, um, if there's a mistake in Klal Yisrael, with the, and, and Klal Yisrael does an Avera because of a mistaken psak, the kain gadol who became kain gadol only with the garments would bring that, that carbon. Okay. There's also no difference between a Kayan that is Meshamesh, that is working, or an emeritus Kayan. 
Okay? Let's have a Kayan that uh, he's retired. Okay? Ella, they both need to say, keep the same levels of holiness. Even if you're retired. Ella, par yamikipuru, va'asira Except for the par brought on Yom Kippur, which was done on behalf of all the, of, of the family of Kayhanim. Okay? It's mechaper. You know, the Kazada brought certain animals for all the Yisrael, certain animals just for the family of Kahuna, and the Kahanim would all chip in to, uh, to pay for that chatas. So the retired ones, the married ones, are not as Seifa, and also the Asir Seifa that was brought every day by the Kahanim. And the Gemara is going to get into these halachas. Says the Gemara. Let's start off, start off with a premise. It seems, as far as the regular power of Yom Kippur and the Asir Saifa, both the, the Kaingado of oil and the Kaingado of Merubah Bebegadim are allowed to bring the power Yom Kippurim and the Asir Saifa, period. Now, the Gemara says, based upon that diuk, you should know. Masnisin Deloi Karebi Meir. Our Mishnah must not be authored by Rebbe Meir. Why? Be Rebbeir, because if it would be Rebbeir, Hatani would have to some Ruba Begodim, maybe Parabal Akolamnitzas. He holds that a Kayan Gadol who's Ruba Begodim can bring Akolamnitzas only. If you're saying Ruba Begodim, that means that to exclude the oil. The Rebbe Meir, the Chom say, Ain't a maybe, you're not allowed to bring it. My time to Rebbeir. What's the reason for a Meir that only if you're a Kayan Gadol because of the additional garments? That you're allowed to bring the parabol called a mitzvah, and not if you're anointed with oil. If you are anointed, only know that a kohen gadol who's anointed with the oil is allowed to do the avodah. How do I know that even if you're a kohen gadol, that you're allowed to do the avodah? This particular avodah, the anointed one. What does it mean, the anointed one? That you that anyone who's anointed ultimately, so whether it's oil or whether it's garments, you could do the avayda. How do you know to to be mukam to establish the mishnah like that to, uh, to establish our mishnah? The like Rav Meir, how do you know to establish a mission not following Rav Meir? Ema seifa. Say the end of the mission. Here we go. Ready. We said at the end, there's no difference between a Kayan who does the Avaida now or an emeritus Kayan. Ain't being Kayan Mashiach and Kayan Shabbat. There's no difference between a Kayan Mashiach and, a, and who's doing the Avaida and one who's no longer doing it. Ela Parim Kippur Masir Seifa. Except the Parim Kippur Masir Seifa. Hala Chol the Brahim Zev is But as far as anything else is concerned, Zev is Zeshavim. They have all the statuses of the Kayan. The status of a Kayan, Kayan Gadol, same Allah, you can't become Tameh, you, who you're allowed to marry, so on and so forth. Also on the Reb Meir, this is following Reb Meir, the Tanya, Let's say you have a Kayin Gadol who, there was a P'sul in him. Something bad, something puzzle happened to him. Ah, whatever. Um, in order to do that, he has to be married. His wife, his wife passed away. Now, he could remarry, but for the moment, he can't do the Avaid. Okay? There was a P'sul that developed in him. So what do you do? You put up a substitute. What happens is, the first guy gets his job back. You remarry, whatever, your Tameh for the week, now you're Tahar, you get your job back. The second guy who was there, who's my spot in line, now I'm the, no. You're, you're only, a, you're, you're the substitute, I'm the all-time Kohen Gadol. 
Divi Rabbi Meir. I'm sorry. But the second Kayan, meaning the substitute, he still has all the obligations of a Kayan Godel. So, for example, a Kohen is allowed to marry a widow, a Kayan Godel is not. So, the substitute Kayan Godel, who was there on the job for a week, even though he's no longer doing the Avod of the Kayan Godel, he has all the the laws of the status. You cannot marry a widow anymore. Okay? David Rabbi Meir. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yisheh Meir says, Rishon Dasai. The first one gets his job back. He agrees. Sheni, but the second Kayin, Enoi Roi, Loi Lekayin Gadol, Veloi Lekayin Hedyek. He cannot be a Kayin Gadol, nor can he be a Kayin Hedyek anymore. Okay? Why? You're not a Kayin Gadol because you just lost a job. And you're also not a Kayan Hedyite. We'll explain why. Because um Rabyesi, Rabyesi, who says you cannot become a Hedyit, explains. There's a story to Rabyesi Ben Ulumatipari. Something had went wrong with the Kayan Godal. And they put uh, they put Rabyesif as the substitute. and the Kham were asked, no, so what's the Allah? Now Ba'amru, and they said, the original Kayan Godal goes back to his Avaidah. Shani, but Rabbi Yisef, ain't I right? Love the kind of love the kind of heavy. He cannot be the kind of because he does all his job. But he also can't go back to being a regular kind. Now why not? So now he's going to explain. Here we go. Kain gadol. The reason why you can't be a kain gadol mishum eva. You can't have two kaihanim gedayim. It's going to lead to hatred. You got this part of the avodah. Get that part of the avodah. It's not going to work. Kayan Hadyait. Why can't let him let him go back to being a regular Kayan? Mishumailim Bekaidesh Walimarim. We always go up in holiness. We don't remove from holiness. And since this Kayan served for a week, for two weeks, however a day, an hour, however long it was, as the Kayan Gadol, that Kedusha is not lowered, and therefore he's actually not going to do any of it. He could be a helper in the Beis HaMikdash and be a foreman, whatever. But he can't do the service of a Kayin Hedyet because the Maisa, he was already Kayin Gadol. He can't stay as Kayin Gadol because there was the, that, that original one came back. Okay. Now, says the Gemara to wrap up our question. Here we go. Reisha Rabbanon Sefer Meir. Do you mean to tell me the Reisha is the Rabbanon and the Sefer Meir? Because in one part of the Mishnah it seems to imply that a Kayan Amruba Bebegadim is the same exact as the anointed one. Another part it seems it's different. Well, one's going to follow the opinion of Rabbanon, one's Rameir. We don't like to do that in general. To take one Mishnah and say that it was authored by different people. We don't like it. But the Gemara here is going to answer what's the last letter of the Alephase? Tough. <laughs> That's it. You may not like it, but that's what happened. Omar of Chista, and yeah, I know you don't like it, but yeah, that's what happened. Right? Tough luck. Reisha Rabbanon, the Sefer Rameir. Yeah, the Reisha of the Mishnah is the Rabbanon, and the Sefer is Rameir. Yosef Omar, Rabbi Yosef says, no, Rabbi, the whole Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi, the Nasib Law, Aliva de Tanai. Rabbi authored the Mishnah, and he, however, wrote the Mishnah following the opinions that he held from the Machleikas Tanayim, from the Machleikas, or uh, Rabbanon, 
And Rav Meir, he paskin like the Rabbanon and the Reisha, and he paskin like Rav Meir in the Sefer. So it's not that, the only time we have a problem is to say that you have one Mishnah authored by two different opinions. We don't like that. Answer number one is tough luck. That's what happened. Answer number two is, no, we've got your problem. There's one author. The author is Rebbe. I, Reisha, Seifa, one seems like the Rabbana, one seems like, yeah, but the Reisha, he passed like the Rabbana, and the Seifa passed like the Rebbe. If, if I'm talking, I could pass like the Chazanish over here, and pass like uh, Maish over here, right? That's, okay. Beautiful. All right. Next, mission. And, and this will be the last mission for today. There is another mission, three lines from the bottom, but that's going to lead us on to the whole Yud Amud Aleph tomorrow, Bez Hashem. Yud Amud Bez is already getting, is going to get us into all the fascinating Agatha Gemaras of uh, going through each Pasuk of the Megillah, Mamish tearing apart Megillah Sessors. Mamish uh, long Dafin, but Gishmak. Mamish, Mamish, Gishmak. So, uh, you know, um, that's. Um, the, um, okay. It's a little bit of a, a sneak peek. But be it as it may, let's do, let's do uh, the next mission. Here we go. There's no difference between a Bama Gedala and a Bama Gedana. When the, when the um, Mishkan was not around, people were allowed to make various Bamais. Okay? Now, the Bama Gedala is referring to the Mizbeach that took place um, when we didn't have a base on Mikdash, but it was like the central gathering place. A Bama Katana were kind of individual Bamais. Okay? A person was allowed to bring his own private carbon in his backyard during a particular era. Says the Gemara, there's no difference between a Bama Gedaila, the communal Bamas for everything but that, or a Bama Katana. They both have holiness, and you're allowed to bring carbonus on these altars, on these Mizbechais. Ella Psachim, except for a carbon Pesach. Carbon Pesach always only allowed to be brought on the Bama Gedaila. Exactly. Here's the rule. Anything that is a nether or an adava could be brought on any bama. Okay? I'm making a personal vow. Whether it's a nether, that it's a lie or an adava, it's on this, like we learned yesterday. That could be brought on a bama gadayla or a bama gadayla. Anything that's not a nether or an adava, what is it? Pre-existing obligation. For example... Right, so they, it's on me to bring a Pesach. <laughs> Sarah says you got to do it. Right? It's not a matter of your statement. You got to do it anyway. So that is, could only be brought on a Bama Gedalia. That could only be brought on a generalized Bama. Meaning it cannot be brought on a private Bama. But it could be brought on a Bama Gedalia. Okay. Says the Gemara. Pesach and the Sulai or Mishra just gave an example of a Karban Pesach. It's only brought on a Bama Gedalia. Is it only a carbon pesach? Nothing else? What do you mean? We've got a lot of other uh, other uh, obligations on the person that is pre-existing. So I'd be choosing pesach in particular as as uh, our example. Any communal carbon, right? Says Gemara. Ella, uh, I'm sorry, not Ella. Ema kein pesachim. You're right. The Gemara is answering you're right. We're not saying specifically a carbon pesach only. We're saying any a pesach and anything of that like, anything of that ilk. Money. Who's the town of this Mishnah? Um, who says that anything that is like a carbon pesach and is a communal obligation and needs to be brought during a set time and uh, you know similar similar characteristics? Can only be brought on Mama Gedayla, Rib Shimini, 
It's the opinion of Reb Shimon. Tanu went to the Reb Shimon. Aimer. Reb Shimon says, "Af tibor lahikrivu alapsachim v'chay b'shekvu alapzman." Even a tibor does not is not makriv a korban pesach or chayvos that have a set time. Avol chayvos she'enkvu alapzman, but if they have an obligatory offering which doesn't have a set time, then you're not allowed to bring it either on a bama gedayla or a bama kitana. So that that's uh, Reb Shimon seems to be very much in line with our Mishnah, that if there's a set time for it, it's going to be brought specifically on a Bama Gedayla. Okay, period. That's the end of the Gemara, and we're up to the last and, and uh, final uh, Mishnah on today's daf. We will hold it here uh, for this evening, and Bezajan pick up from the bottom Mishnah on Tessam Days tomorrow evening, same time, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.